You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. Let's get you across the Tasman. Adam Peacock is our regular Australian correspondent out of codesports.com.au. Fresh off the golf course, how did you go, or should I not ask? No, nah, went all right. Um, well, shoot, 79, so happy with that. <laughs> 79 uh, off the stick. Jeepers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm five marker, so um, I, uh, the, um, I nearly killed someone on the 13th hole here at Long Reef with a... With a uh, a ball that went OB on the on the public walkway, but um, everyone survived. Everyone's happy, and um, yeah, now uh, now for a nice Saturday Arvo before the A League Grand Final. Absolutely, all right. Well, uh, thanks for checking in with us before you uh, you get on with the rest of your day. Uh, I want to talk about the A League Final in a minute, but can we start with State of Origin? We've had Game One in Adelaide on Wednesday. Uh, Queensland drawing first blood twenty six eighteen at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, what were the main storylines that have emerged out of um, out of Game One? Oh, the New South Wales are hopeless, and they don't have the passion of Queensland. It's just a doubling down of what, what <laughs> Queensland go on about every year. And um, oh, look, New South Wales had enough ball to to win the game, absolutely, and they just couldn't get it together um, in in an attacking sense. And it, it, it appeared, and um, rugby league scholars with a much bigger um, much bigger knowledge base than I when it comes to um, try to score tries in rugby league, say that there might have been a couple of uh, too many cooks out there. Like they had too many guys that. Wanted their hands on the ball at the opportune time to try and try and do something. So that going forward, the balance and New South Wales up against it now because the second game is up in Queensland. And, um, Queensland tails up after winning an, another game in their history that um, ordinarily they shouldn't have won. If you know what I mean. I do. Is that an accusation that gets thrown by Queenslanders towards New South Welshmen and Welsh women that they, they, oh. they just they, their sports people just don't have the passion? Yeah, all the time. All the time, yeah. It's it's like our oh, New South Wales have the, the the better players on paper, and Queensland have the better players when it comes to actually winning a game of footy. And that does my head in a bit because, yeah, I, I think everyone who plays in New South Wales gives as much as they can, and that's of an equal output to to anyone that plays for Queensland. It's just Queensland do it in the right moment. So, um, yeah, you, you you can't talk, you can't say they're full of it after a game like that the other night because it just exemplified their their thought, um, thoughts when it comes to origin and um, who it means more to but look, they were just better in the big moments Queensland, it's all it comes down to, it's nothing about passion or anything like that, they just they just got it right when they needed to get it right In the week ahead we've got the World Test Championship final this is Australia um, against um, India in yeah, yep. yeah, I was going to say I had to check, was it against and that, that's the thing about this, it's sort of sandwiched this this test match in between the IPL and then the highly anticipated Ashes series, but it, is it still quite a big deal to try and win the World Test Championship? It must be. Yeah, it, it's something new, and I love the idea. I love the cycle that, you know, you, you play enough, and it, it is bloody confusing how they weight it. They've got to find a better way of weighting all the matches, and some teams only in the cycle play 10 matches, some might play 14 or, or whatever like that, but um, India and Australia have ended up as the, the two to, to play off for it. It was you guys in India, I think, last time. So yep. um, I, I, I love the concept, but it, you're right. It does feel like over here it's a warm-up to the Ashes rather than this trophy that's new and hopefully in 20, 40 years' time it's still going because that means Test Cricket's still going. But it's a it's a massive thing. It's a world championship. It's a world cup, if you like. But at the moment, it's um, yeah, to, to kind of wait and see and let's see if our players have adapted to English conditions ahead of the Ashes, which are huge as well. But oh, um, the Oval, uh, it, it should be a really close contest between 
too good sides. Hopefully the weather doesn't play a part over there in England. It's always a danger. But, um, yeah, the Aussie boys look, uh, look pretty right for it all, apart from Josh Hazelwood, who might struggle with injury to get up for this first test. All right, so that's Wednesday night that starts. The World Test Championship final, Australia v India. A-League Grand Final tonight. It's uh, Melbourne City against the Central Coast Mariners. This is uh, one of the great stories of Australian sport. The Mariners, who, you know, not that long ago were a bit of a laughing stock of the A-League, and here they are in the Grand Final. Are they a chance to win it tonight? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I can't split these two sides. I've gone Mariners 3-2 with a tip, an official tip, but I mean, two great attacking sides. So the, the game, and obviously with, as you know, Piney, with the A-League, there's, there's always noise around the game about the direction it's heading in. If you, if you strip all that away and, and look at this contest um, as a pure matchup, it's it's fantastic. Two sides that love playing forward. They've got so much attacking um, threat, um, both of them, like and Socceroos all over this joint, which is another good thing for Australian football in particular. Um, mate, it, it should be a good game, but of course all the noise um, around it is, well not all the noise I should say, but a lot of the noise around it is about where it's been played, why it's up in Sydney, um, the government, the decision to sell the money, the, the right to the grand final, that's still lingering unfortunately, but um, the 90 minutes could be 120 and a little bit extra, be fantastic tonight at Combank Stadium. Yeah, should be a cracker. Just on one of the players, and I see there's a feature on him uh, on codesports.com.au, it's Brian Keltak. We, we know all about him over here. He played uh, for a long time at Auckland City. He's really the one that got away from the Wellington Phoenix, to be honest with you, because he's turned up at the Mariners and been absolutely sensational. Yeah, yeah, and what a story. Like um, Tim Elber, a colleague from Code Sports, did a beautiful story on uh, on Brian about how it opened with the, the, the cyclone that ripped through the joint. I think it was in 2015, 2016, um, over there, and they had to, to run for their lives, and they survived. And, and Brian's there playing playing football. He gets discovered. He goes over to New Zealand for a bit, and then somehow he ends up in Central Coast, has to go down to Adelaide to play a bit of club football, and then come back up the Central Coast. Nick Montgomery identified him. Loved him as a player, and then this season he's been the rock at the back. He's in the PFA team of the year. Um, he's so quick. Like it, it, technically, yeah, he's he's got a little bit to work on, but his decision making when it comes to defending is elite, and it's backed up by this. It, I think he's the fastest player in the A League. Oddly enough, I think he's. He, I think he can set the clock at about thirty-seven k's an hour, which is shifting. When you think about it, um, he's nearly breaking the speed limit in a school zone. Um, so he's um, he's rapid. And just a lovely human being as well. So wishing well tonight. Absolutely. Just before you go, I see uh, you've got a, a, another gig coming up. You're part of the uh, Channel 7 commentary team for the FIFA Women's World Cup. Only about uh, seven weeks away now. You'll be looking forward to that? Yeah, another gig. So um, my account, keeping my accountant busy with <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the tax situation. So <laughs> get invoices flying around here. Yeah, but, but pumped. That's actually where my career started, Seven Network, um, over here in Australia's pre-air network. And um, yeah, right. 1998, and, and one of the kings of Australian television, Bruce McAvaney. I don't know if you know too much about him over there, but he uh, he's fronting the coverage with Norm McLaughlin, who of course is well known to football fans either side of the ditch. And um, yeah, pumped pumped to be a part of it, and it should be a great tournament. And uh, it all starts August, uh, sorry, July 20 over there when um, when New Zealand play Norway in the first match, which is five o'clock over here, and, and hopefully there's a bit of excitement building over there as well. Yeah, there is a bit of trepidation as well about playing Norway in the first game, I've got to tell you, but we'll yeah. uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, I think. Yeah. Brilliant stuff, Adam. Thanks, as always, for uh, taking the time for a chat. We'll do it again next Saturday. No sweat. Sounds good. Thanks, Barney.
Thanks, mate. Adam Peacock there. Coachsports.com.au is where you can read his excellent stuff. Uh, catch him in the uh, on social media as well and, and across a, a range of other platforms too. And, yeah, that was great news during the week. For uh, not, that, not that we'll get much uh, much of that coverage on uh, Channel 7 over here, but uh, he's, a, he's a top, top man, Adam Peacock, and delighted to see him part of the coverage of the Women's World Cup over on that side of the ditch. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.